Hey, it's May, and welcome back to What A Week, the podcast where I talk all about my week and passion projects. This is season four, episode 23. I'm not a perfect woman, but I wish I was. Hello, and welcome back to What A Week. I am so excited by the response to last week's episode. I know it's very different. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back, listen to it. It's a lot of fun, but I'm very excited by the response and the just overall lovely messages that I've been receiving from people about it. But this week's episode, regular episode, we're going to get into some life updates And then we're going to go down a deep, dark chasm of my personal insecurity. Because honestly, that's where my brain is at right now, and I want to talk about it. First up, let me tell you a little bit about my past two weeks. Because, you know, there was a little break in there where we didn't have any life updates. The Latino Student Union at the high school that I go to, I just like... Okay, so they made these, I think they had tacos, quesadillas, and agua frescas, and you would buy them, and then the money went to charity, but I just want to say they were so good. They were soft shell steak tacos, and I think they marinated the meat for, like, several days. It was, like, actually, like, much better than I expected it to be. And I was, like, so tempted to go and get more, but I was like, oh, I probably need to make my bus. So I didn't, but I just thought that was really cool. In the art class that I'm in, we just wrapped up on a unit on expressionism. So I went, like, deep dive into surrealism, and I made first, like, a practice kind of test piece with, like, a bunch of different colors in oil pastel just to like experiment with stuff and then I made like a full and complete one representing humanity and climate change and it's like kind of demonic but I actually really like how it turned out and it's been like fun to experiment now we're moving into uh impressionism and renaissance so like which are like very much opposite art styles and we're supposed to recreate one of the paintings. So I chose Cafe Terrace at Night by Vincent van Gogh because um, I hate myself. And I was like, let me choose the most difficult thing possible to recreate because I'm going to have like three hours. I don't know how I'm expecting to get this done, but I'll update y'all on how it goes. My friend had a sleepover, which was a lot of fun. It, we watched Lord of the Rings, like, the Fellowship of the Ring one, which is, like, so incredibly long. But honestly, I think I can appreciate those movies a lot more now that I'm a little bit older. Like, they're easier to sit through and I can enjoy the plot lines and everything like that. I made an Eye of Sauron cake. It was... I didn't have any of it, so I don't know if it was good. It was probably really sweet, but, like red velvet cake and then just kind of painted the eye of Sauron on top but it came out looking really cool so at the very least it looked fun we got into this whole argument about like eating food because I eat pizza with a fork and a knife and everyone there found that like 
a mixture of hilarious and mortifying. And then I admit this one is weird. I get it, but just just try it. Just try it before you judge me. You peel the banana all the way open just on one bit, kind of like you would start to peel a banana, but you don't like take it all the way out of the peel. Then you take a spoon and you eat it from the middle, like on the side. Um, it's better that way, especially if it's frozen and then you can like dip the chop in chocolate and nuts and stuff. It's like, consistency wise, it's just way better. But everyone was like harping on me constantly about how I was eating my food. I was like, calm down. It's fine. We have like a bunch of inside jokes in our friend group now, not just as like a part of this sleepover, but just in general. Uh, we say a lot, we say a lot of dumb shit and uh, it makes funny jokes. There's ones making fun of me, making fun of other people, but it's always kind of a, like a, hey, you know, we'll stop if this bothers you. Which I really appreciate because I've been in friend groups where the joke goes like way too far to the point that it's not funny anymore. Another thing that happened on that sleepover is that I got thrown in the pool. So the background to this is one of my friends walks up to me while we're chilling outside like under blankets and stuff. And they're like, hey, just so you know, if someone threw me into the pool, I would throw them into the pool too. And then they just walked away. And so, again, I'm going to use some code names. Uh, I looked over at my friend Youth Pastor. I said... Will you help me push them into the pool? But the thing is, I am really weak. Like, I have no upper body strength, especially, like, arm strength. So I was trying to pull our friend, like, up from where they were sitting. And even the two of us together could not do it. And so, eventually, youth pastor gets fed up. And he just, like, pushes me into the pool. Keep in mind, we'd taken out our phones before, our jewelry, stuff like that. And then our friend, who originally walked up to us saw that he was just standing there laughing and shoved him into the pool. So we both ended up in the pool, but the thing was, I have glasses, and I had originally taken them off, but I put them back on, like, before I got thrown in the pool. So now my glasses were had come off, obviously, and they were at the bottom of the pool. And we were like, oh crap, I need my glasses, but my glasses are clear, so I can't see them. Especially not at night without glasses. So youth ha pastor had to like put on goggles and get back into the pool and like get my glasses out. It was a whole thing, but honestly it was really nice. The pool was less cold than I was expecting. I just swam around in there for a bit. And like, yes, I was in my clothes. And yes, my bra was a little bit damp the next day. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I have no regrets. Today's podcast is sponsored by Curology. Curology is the best personalized skincare I've ever used. All you need to do is take a quick quiz and they'll have a licensed dermatologist customize a three-step skincare routine for you. I've been using Curology since March 2021 and have seen a drastic decrease in the dryness of my skin as well as in the amount of acne I get. You can talk directly with your dermatologist 
and make any necessary changes. So save your skin with Curology today by going to Curology.com and unlock your 30-day free trial. Just pay for shipping and handling, which is under $5. So the topic, the meat of today's episode, I just want to go on a rant, honestly, about things I've been thinking about recently, starting off with body confidence and just confidence in general. I have considered myself a pretty confident person for the last couple of years, which is weird because I am depressed and have been suicidal at points, but I've always kind of remained at least somewhat confident in my identity. But I think it's a mix of coming into high school, which is a totally new environment, and just like other life circumstances have like completely devastated my self-esteem. Like it's not even funny. I, I get self-love, like, you know, all of that, but it's really hard to ignore my flaws. Like, I just, I have things about myself, whether that be, like, my physical body or mental things I do that just annoy me to no end, and I have no idea what to do about them. I tend to really, like, hyper-fixate on conversations. I'll think about things way late at night that people don't even remember saying or happening, And I just get so worked up over these little details that it completely, like, corrupts anything else for me to think about. I also get, like, overthink my appearance a lot. Like, I'll switch what outfit I'm going to wear, like, 20 times. And I will, like, pretty much look in the mirror and decide if it's a pretty day or an ugly day. And I'll just, like, either tell myself, wow, you look nice today. Or, like, oh, my God, you look like a raccoon stuck in the garage. And um, that, like, impacts my day more than I'd like to say it does. And in the past, I haven't cared quite as much what people think of how I look or how I behave. And, yeah, now, now I care. I think part of that is that, like, in a public middle school where there's a bunch of people it's like the only people's opinions who I care about are my friends and I'm seeing my friends less because they're not in as many of my classes so I'm not thinking about people's opinions of me as much but now that I'm in classes with friends and stuff I like actually am thinking about it more and I'm constantly around people who like I want to like me and enjoy being around me and it kind of leads to this thing where I really want to trust my friends like in some ways I trust them but also at the same time I sort of feel as though they could be like lying to me or um saying things to spare my feelings and I've always preferred brutal honesty but like there's no way that I can actually for sure say that like them telling me I'm good at something is like them actually being honest because like I I like to pride myself as a pretty honest person but like will I say something to spare somebody's feelings sometimes yeah absolutely and then that all just leads into this never-ending cycle of am I good enough can I actually do this thing are people lying to me and it holds me back from doing things that I actually want to do so I'm trying to confront that 
at least a little bit by singing at one of our all-school meetings, which I'm terrified about. I'm actually doing it twice, which is almost extra concerning, at least, like, to me. I just, I don't know. It's like making me, like, reevaluate things and being like, ah, because I don't really think I can sing, but other people say that I can sing. But what if they're just saying that to make me feel better? And even my friends who feel the same way still tell me that I'm good at it. But, like, can I really trust them? And it's just uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. And uh, it might suck, but you know what? That's one moment in my life. And... I will survive, hopefully. But yeah, if you can't tell, I'm having a lot of anxiety about this. I feel like if I'm not at the level of perfect mastery of something, I can't talk about it because that would be like conceited or bragging or maybe I'll hype myself up too much and then when it comes time to show the thing that I've said I'm good at, then people will think that like I was overselling myself and... I don't like to have attention on me. It makes me uncomfortable a lot of the time. So there's that too. (sighs) I literally had to pause recording for like 10 minutes because I have a panic attack. Um, Just sheerly from thinking about this topic, which is why I think it's so important to share. Because I've talked about being confident in here, but I don't want to portray myself as this ever-perfect person that doesn't struggle with things, uh, because that's not true. I've struggled a lot with mental health and things, and I don't have it all figured out, and I'm not very good at opening up to people, so you know what? I might as well open up to 750,000 people. (laughs) That feels like a good uh, step to take. I I think one reason for that is that even though I have all these m- mental things going on, I tend to close off my emotions from my friends. I end up being uh, like the therapist friend or the mom friend, kind of the one taking care of everyone else. Uh, if you have a problem, a lot of my friends will come to me. And that's not a... Th- I like to help people with their problems, but I'm really bad at saying no. And I feel like if I do say no my friends who are already hesitant to talk about things that are affecting them will retreat back into their shells from any little bit of, hey, I need some space, I'm not free to talk right now, etc. And I have to also work on setting those boundaries because it comes at a detriment to my mental health too. On top of dealing with my own stuff, basically have to deal with the lives, traumas, and tribulations of another of 15 to 20 people and that's not fair um it makes things more difficult for me today day to day but it's also not fair to like I guess my friends to be in this like bad mental health space trying to help them with things and they deserve to talk to somebody who's actually in the frame of mind to help And, you know, it's this scary thing where a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking to their parents or other family members, uh, mental health professionals, stuff like that. And so that means that people end up like, I guess, um...
This episode is sponsored by Urban Outfitters, your number one store for all things hot girl summer. They've got beauty, home, lifestyle, and clothes perfect for the summer season. This year, their summer collection is inspired by 60s and 70s trends mixed with clean and classy looks. Shop all your favorite goods at urbanoutfitters.com and remember to sign up for their free rewards program to snag all the greatest summer deals. Turning to their friends who are just as mentally ill as they are and are also teenagers who are not equipped to handle these like really complicated important issues like um, gender dysphoria is a big thing for some of my friends, Uh, parental issues, straight up abuse, relationship problems, stuff like that. Like it's okay to ask your friend for advice but there comes a certain point when you need to find another resource because it's not healthy for either of you to talk in this way. It becomes almost this Um, parent-child relationship, not quite, but kind of that thing where, like, one person has to be the authority, the mediator, and the other person can be, like, more of a child, when in reality, you're friends, you should be acquaintances for one another. And I love all of my friends, but I find that the people that I end up being closest with are the people that I can talk to about things that are going on with me, and they can do the same. And we can reach a level of understanding where sometimes I'll say, hey, this is too much for me, or you need to talk to your therapist about that, not me. And they can respect that, and they won't get mad, and things like that. So uh, if you're one of my friends and you're listening, hey, this is just like an FYI. It hurts my mental health to do that, and I want you to talk about things that are important to you. And if you need quick moment advice, I'm here to help you, but so are so many other people that are more qualified than I am. And I know it's scary and hard. This goes for anyone. I know it's scary and it's hard to talk about your feelings and to talk to other people, but it's really, really important to do it in any way that you can. Talk to a librarian Talk to a teacher who note that they are mandated reporters. So if you tell them anything about harming your, being harmed yourself, harming other people, harming yourself, um, stuff like that, they will tell somebody. But just like reach out to people. Don't close yourself off into this little hole. There are people that care about you that's something really difficult for me to wrap my head around is that people like um like me I guess they like to be around me they enjoy my company because I don't Uh, there are so many days when I wish I was not here and for me I'm living for my little brother he doesn't get to know that but I guess unless he listens, but I don't think he does. He is a motivator for me. I can't leave him alone. I can't have him deal with that. Otherwise, I would probably be gone. And it's startling to think about the fact that the same way I care about my friends and some, not all, but some of my family members, other people care about me in that way. It doesn't even it can be completely platonic. It doesn't have to be sexually or romantically. 
even though I can't say that it's not a huge ego boost when somebody has a crush on you or likes you in that way, or even just platonically gives you a compliment about how you look. It's selfish and conceited, but it's helpful, (laughs) and it makes you feel good. So if you see someone that looks like they're having a hard time, uh, compliment them out loud about something they can control. Don't tell them that they have a nice eye color or something. Say, oh my god, I love your haircut. Where where did you get that shirt? It's so cool. Where's that pin from? Compliment, compliment them on, I don't know, their smile is um, something they can't really control, but maybe go for, I love it when you laugh. You're just so happy. And those It's always true, but the little things that you love about people, they don't notice those things about themselves. And at least in my experience, when people have pointed that out for me, it feels a lot more personal than like, oh, nice bag. But if someone like goes out of their way to tell me that was a really compassionate thing that you did, thank you for that. It just immediately makes my day better. It removes a little bit of that hate and doubt that seeps into my mind all the time, especially late at night. I think there's a word for that that I'm going to find because I love the fact that there are so many like cool words that you can use for things. Yes, okay, Nighthawk, an intrusive thought that only comes to you at night. I think that's really the perfect word here because do I think about this during the day? Yes. But like, am I really thinking about this more at night? Yeah. Um, I'm recording this podcast episode at night. So it's the same kind of idea, you know, like just at night, I'm more in my feels and more in touch with things. And there are certain bits of conversations and actions that I've been overthinking recently. A lot of them having to do with two particular people. Nothing against those people. In fact, it's quite positive. Um, but I feel kind of creepy for thinking about them that often. I'm just trying to figure out some, like, feeling stuff right now, like, how I feel, whether it's a platonic, romantic, sexual, or just confused thing, and it's difficult, but I think I'm getting there, and I'm also probably too much of a wuss to actually say anything to uh, the person that I'm thinking about. I mean, I live in America, and especially here, the beauty standard is just freaking insane. I am, like, okay, I'm 5'8", and I think a quarter or something like that, but basically I'm 5'8", which is considered, like, a little bit above average. The average is something like 5'6", but there's, like, a double standard that women should be shorter than men, but at the same time, tall women are considered attractive, which is it, uh... at le- if you're going to have beauty standards, at least make them make sense. And then there's this whole thing around, like, the blonde bombshell. But at the same time, brunettes are seen as more natural, even though they're both natural hair colors. And this, then there's the whole thing with body hair, which I definitely fall in. Like, even I'm looking at my own legs right now, and I'm like, I need to shave. And I probably will go shave after this because beauty standards make me feel like I have to do that as a woman. And, you know, there's all these different things. One is 
when I go shopping for pants. Let's say, like, Target. Like, not even, like, a fancy store. Majority of women are going to be anywhere from a size large, extra large-ish, or bigger than that. Um, so why are there 50 million extra smalls and two larges? Why can I never find my size in pants? In what world is somebody over the age of five going to fit into a double zero? I just absolutely do not understand how we're supposed to be so small and also why we're supposed to be that small. But at the same time, it's so infused into me that I look at myself in terms of these beauty standards and do not find myself attractive at all, objectively based upon them. And that is also messing with my self-esteem. But I feel like it's important to note that it's not just women. I happen to be a woman, but there's stuff considering like androgyny like and especially like men as well this like kind of thing where you have to be like fit and a certain height and a certain this and that and just society's expectations of genders are so beyond me right now I like the binary inherently, right? I think that it should be a thing. I also think people should be able to bend it, break it, whatever. You don't have to identify within the binary. I just like the binary for me. Being a woman works for me. Like, I don't think we should get rid of gender completely. But why is gender have to have all these, like, rigid rules about how it's expressed? It's a bunch of words that we made up. Why does everyone feel like it has to be this huge deal it's so annoying and it's almost hurting my confidence like more than being bad at things or feeling like I'm bad at things like I can probably live with that but like that and on top of that I'm not even comfortable with the body that I'm living in it's just not a great situation And with that really long rant that I hope you enjoyed, we come to the end of another episode of What A Week. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe or follow on your listening platform of choice and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely Saturday, a lovely rest of your week. Bye. I'll see you next week.